0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: The Niners shocked a lot of folks by bringing back Jimmy G under a updated contract. He took a big uh, uh, kit to his salary and... They surprise everyone by not trading them or releasing them. We'll talk with Dalton Del Don from Yahoo Fantasy Sports, the first guy I thought of when I heard the news about that news and about his teams this year on the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. <laughs> Welcome everybody to the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Dalton Del Don from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Dalton, uh, it was a big surprise on Monday when we found out that uh, Jimmy G is not going to be playing his wares well in Cleveland or Seattle or anywhere else. Uh, in, in fact, he is back with the team. He signed a deal that make him the richest backup quarterback in the league or the most expensive quarterback in the league, uh, backup quarterback in the league uh, behind Trey Lance. Now they kept him away from the team and. You know, he wasn't even in like the like in meetings or anything like that until he signed the deal. Shocking news. What was your reaction to it?
2: As a 49ers fan, it makes a ton of sense. You want to add depth to the not just the games, but the sport's most important position is quarterback. So I have no problem with depth. The other options were Nate Sudfeld, not Nate Studfeld, um, and and hmm. and literally Mister Irrelevant was the last pick, uh, Purdy. So yeah, they didn't do great in the preseason. I love Trey Lance. We'll we'll get to that, but um, to say he's inexperienced would be an understatement. He has three starts since 2019, and forget that even he suffered two injuries during his brief work last year: a knee sprain and a broken finger. So. This was not the plan all along, clearly, in San Francisco. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't even have the Niners playbook while he was throwing on the side. But because he delayed delayed the surgery, this became more and more of an option. And it was like win-win for both. Garoppolo could still be traded midseason if a better opportunity arises for both sides of the party um and uh but on the flip side as a trade lance fantasy manager ah, would i prefer jimmy g not return yes this this does yeah. you know add a little bit of a concern there but having said that you could look at it uh in a, in a positive way and say that i think his adp is going to drop this weekend if, if even just slightly because of the jimmy g resigning so there's the benefit of that because if you pay attention everything shanahan's saying it's Lance is the guy. One of the key parameters in negotiations was just reported was that Garoppolo's base pay be less than Lance. So you can Galaxy bring this either way and say, oh, this is a red flag, Trey Lance or Shanahan must not be sold. Conversely, you could say uh, Shanahan is so confident that Lance can handle this, that he's like, no problem. We'll bring in uh, Jimmy for, for depth.
1: Yeah, and you know, Lance's ADP has been on a bit of a roller coaster. I mean, it was down a little bit earlier. There's talk about, you know, arm strength issues in the summer, you know, him not clicking with Ayuk. And then we saw him in the first couple of preseason games. He actually looked okay. Uh, but then Thursday, we were doing the show from the sports book, watching the game as we're talking on air uh, in, in circa. And it was like seven for 11 for 40 yards, put put no points on the board against the uh, Texans, despite having like Debo and other starters out there. The only thing they didn't have was Eli Mitchell out there. Really? Uh, you know, it was a little bit disappointing to say the least.
2: Offensive line was really bad. They did not have Trent Williams and company out there. Okay, and it, that's it, a good since- point. Since been admitted a vanilla game plan, but no question, Lance did not ball against a beatable defense. Uh, without question, I think the ADP has also probably been fluctuating depending on the days I draft. Jeff, I'm, I'm <laughs> moving the market on uh, Mr. Lance. You know, I mean, led the NFL in scrambles for dropback as a rookie last year, taking over such a good situation. Nick Mullins, the most passing yards, second most passing yards ever over the first 16 games in this system that perennially leads the league in yards after the catch. So I just, you know, we love IU. Debo Kittle to throw to so and the fact he's going to run I just love the fantasy upside uh with Lance but absolutely there's a gigantic unknown one of the widest range of outcomes here um uh it's going to be interesting because even you know another uh bearish case would say the Niners are really going to try to run the football and they do have a good defense and they're just going to be so so run heavy but I think that would cl- include a lot of Lance at the red zone actually raising his floor so I've been all in but admittedly, it's a risk and an even greater risk now with Jimmy Garoppolo uh, surprisingly back on the roster.
1: I do love the picture in the background, by the way. That's nice. Yeah, uh, you're talking
2: to I'm not a home or anything. I do have a commissioned uh, Trey Lance art behind me, which is pretty funny considering the guy is, is such a risk. But uh, to me, yeah. I was just so, sur- so sure. It's funny. People have pointed out to me since like you realize uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I guess you guys are right. It is a, a bit of a gamble, but that's the way I draft my fantasy leagues. It's also the way I uh, commission my art, apparently. I yeah. from a buddy from high school.
1: So, no, the thing is, it, it's funny because I've been the opposite. I, I don't have any Trey tra- Lance in my life at all. Um, maybe in my life I do because I talk about him almost every day. But uh, and, and none of my team so far. And uh, part of that is I have him outside my top 10 in quarterbacks, which means I'm usually oh, just yeah. not going to get him. Uh, you're not the only one that's like in and, and Lance's stand. Um, there, there's a lot of people that are on board with this. Um, and you make a compelling case. How, like, when you say that you're setting ADP, how early are you willing to take him among quarterbacks?
2: So I have him ranked as my QB five right now. It usually will not cost that um, whatsoever. Right. But um, in this uh, beat Allen Sislofsky league, I actually took him over Lamar Jackson. That's probably just I wanted to, to make sure that none of those guys stole my guy. Um, I I really think that that Josh Allen deserves to be the QB one. And after that, there's a big tier. I personally have Jalen Hurts as my QB two. I think Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Mahomes, Murray, and and yes, Herbert and Burrow, but those guys, frankly, lack the upside of of a Lance because of the rushing upside. I actually have my QBs 2 through 8 as a big tier, but Lance is firmly in that.
1: Interesting. Now, does that change at all in the NFFC where it's
2: six points for a passing touchdown? It probably should more than I personally do. Yeah, it probably should a little bit more than I allow it to. But yes, if you're in a six-point per TD pass, those guys... Need to get dinged a little bit, and last year all the leaders were were, were or most of the leaders uh, were, were. It was a good year for pocket passers, but I, I'm betting against that being a trend. And like I said, I love Hertz as my QB two. Just absolutely love him, and I'm treating Lance as a top five uh, QB who's not being drafted as such. It's
1: very easy to assemble a Niners stack if you put if you want to do that in a uh, best ball or even like in, in a managed league in like the uh, in a like the Road War online championship or any any the league that's got an overall component. I think it's pretty easy to put together that
2: Niners stack. Yeah, as big as a homer I am, I've been calling Debo the most egregious pick. I mean, going in the mid second round uh, guy, didn't rank top 50 in routes run last year, top 25 in targets. Now as an entirely new quarterback, he's worked mm-hmm. all the off season. Lance and NIU have worked together. Samuel was holding out for a new contract. I love Debo, but it's so hard to r- duplicate eight rushing touchdowns on 40 carries this year. The Niners enter with a, with a much deeper and healthier backfield. Um, so, uh, the stack to target is Lance and, and then, or sorry, are you, and then, and then Lance and Kittle. You're right. Very gettable, very doable. Absolutely. And if other people are spending early capital on Samuel, you could even get very last round, either Juwan Jennings or Danny gray, who's great for best ball gray, uh sneaky fast, the rookie big hands, third rounder. Uh, yeah. Even, even a late guy to add to your stack works well there with Danny gray.
1: That's the thing is uh, some of those rookie class, we pay attention always the first and second round receivers, but, it's easy for those guys to get uh, to kind of fall under our radar a little bit. The running backs, we're all pretty hyper aware of because, you know, it's just take one injury, we find an opportunity there. It's a position of opportunity, but there's more receivers drafted. So, you know, a guy like Danny Gray can get overlooked until he makes that big play against the Packers. And like, oh, Danny, he was in the third round? Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, third round running back. We know every single one of those guys.
2: Yeah, speaking of which, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up Tyrion Davis Price on a RotoWire uh, deal here because Mario. Really, uh, he's been down on him ever since he was drafted. He said, you, you, this guy's going to make Trey Sermon look like Walter Payton. I don't know what <laughs> Shanahan's doing. And fir- first of all, what is he doing time and again? His family just gets, you know, just undrafted free agents are productive in this system. So it's wild to me that he continuously makes these picks on guys with, with may workout metrics, too. But it's a, they, they kept five running backs after cuts yesterday. Jordan Mason was simply too impressed. You, you could not release him and keep TDP and Sermon. So um, I like Jeff Wilson as the backup there, the clear backup, the best route runner among the all backs on the team, and he's healthier this year. So uh, I'm treating Eliza Mitchell as the clear, clear back there with a checkered injury history, though, and, and if win those strikes after jeff wilson and gotta give props to uh to puig for for calling davis price because he is not impressed he was very very close to getting released i know people have still been like drafting him ahead of sermon uh davis price was the last guy in the final preseason game and it looks like his he's hanging on by the roster thread despite his draft capital
1: yeah he's kind of this year's sermon for that matter you know a guy that you know people were even thinking about starting him in week one then he was a scratch didn't even make the active roster uh you know it just shows that we want to give you know a lot of things Shanahan and other coaches do right. They can do that right, but they can get drafting all wrong. Look at the Pats with their wide receivers in the draft.
2: Same thing. And and let me talk a little bit more about Elijah Mitchell. Um, there are reasons to worry about him, and it's a litany of injuries, including the hamstring right now. He does not get targeted much. And Lance may still some goal line carries, but Lance is going to help the yards per carry. And Mitchell's in his rookie year, 1,100 yards in 11 games, and he was playing through – it was far below – 100%. So I think that people don't, re- I know that the, the Shanahan issue people really worry about because he hasn't had a repeated uh, rushing leader, but my concern with Mitchell is purely health. It's not role. Uh, Shanahan tr- is going to treat him as SF's clear. Number one, this is the team that wants to run the ball like crazy. Trent Williams left tackle now Lance at quarterback. Um, so I really, I like Mitchell ahead of guys that typically go above him in drafts, like say Brees hall. I'm kind of buying into Michael Carter, eating into some work there.
1: Me too. Me too. I, I have a lot of Mitchell, uh, you know, cause especially if I'm going with a receiver heavy approach early on, frequently Mitchell is a target. JK Dobbins is a target, that sort of range where I'm starting to look at running backs. I, always, I also end up with a lot of Rashad Penny too, but we'll get to that oh, a little bit yeah. later. Uh, we got a Niner specific question. Julia asks, uh, how's Lance's deep throw accuracy? Is, is IU going to be the beneficiary of that?
2: Well, I can't tell you anything guarantee about accuracy, but I will guarantee Ayuk will be the beneficiary. If you just look at the, Target percentage of areas of the field, Trey Lance is just night and day than Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Garoppolo rarely throws the ball 10 yards or further down, farther down the field. Lance is typically in the 10 to 20 range and even more 20 beyond. So Ayuk is – I didn't even bring that up. Yeah, for all the other reasons I like Ayuk based on his ADP, one of the glaring ones is Trey Lance's arm and area of the field in which he attacks matches up far better with B.A. than it does Debo Samuel.
1: Interesting. So I mean, it seems like
2: to, you, don't, do you have much Debo at all? Any? No, zero, zero, zero. Wow. No, no, no. I, I've said this before. Maybe you think it's too much of a hot take, but I said I think it's about 50 50. Um, Ayuk and Debo's fantasy value this year. I certainly, I think it's going to, you have to project more targets for him. I just think he matches up better than Ayuk. And I haven't even talked about the, the long injury history that Samuel has, including the Jones fracture. So yeah, given the ADPs, to me, that's been the biggest slam dunk, but maybe I'm wrong. And I, and I absolutely love Debo and he's awesome to watch after the catch and he's doing things that very few humans could do in the NFC Championship game. But um, to me, uh, factoring in ADP, it's been easy call Ayuk over Debo for me throughout summer. Very good. Um, before we move on to the Niners, uh, I mean, off the Niners and on to Dalton's draft
1: strategies and that, a uh, quick note from our sponsors on the Blue Wire Network. All of, our, uh, all of our podcasts are on the Blue Wire Network.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
1: Thank you for your indulgence there. Dalton Del Don is my guest here from Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Dalton, you know, he started with us. You know, he, he's been a writer for RotoWire forever. He, he, you know, done multiple podcasts, XM shows, has been all that. Now he's full-time at Yahoo. He's been there for a long time. Actually, it's not I should say now, but he's been full-time at Yahoo for a long time. You guys are cranking out all sorts of good content. Uh, a couple of the things that uh, I, caught my eye, uh, was uh, well, one was like some of your favorite best bets of the year uh, uh, that you're huge on the Vikings this year.
2: Yeah, big difference in in just coaching to go from a defensive minded coach that kept calling run plays, uh, making it th- difficult on the offense to a Rams coaching tree. And I think uh, Green Bay does have a very good defense, obviously lost Devonte Adams have some question marks there. Um, the Vikings would have gone 15 and two last year had they not allowed points in the final two minutes of halves. They had a lead of, I believe, six points or more in all but one game uh, last year. So I think that – and a big coaching upgrade that should not be underestimated and then loaded there with Jefferson, I think – Kirk Cousins is, is totally fine. I mean, if Jimmy Garoppolo can be 10 minutes away from the two Super Bowls in the last few years then Cousins can too. So yeah, I'm in on, on long shot uh, Vikings and, and my NFC preview is coming out tomorrow and I, I actually filed it like Sunday and I had the Eagles winning the NFC and by tomorrow, it's going to look stale. Everyone's picking the Eagles. It feels like they're going to the right? cornerback. I'm like, dude, I promise you, I thought this well. So I like the Eagles and the Vikings and I don't want to sound too much like a homer of my Niners and this might be a transition year. I mean, admittedly, Lance is young. But let me tell you, I think the Bucks are super vulnerable with a 45-year-old checked out Brady with all those offensive line issues. And the Rams are already, like, openly admitting Super Bowl hangover. Lost Andrew Whitworth. Uh, it's just so wide open in the NFC. So the Eagles loaded on offensive line and, 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 def- and defense, too. And I think the Vikings, too. So, that yes, that's been my long shot uh, to win the Super Bowl this year.
1: Is there uh, some value in uh, the division, NFC West divisional bets with, e- with, like, the Niners versus vis-a-vis the Rams or
2: even Arizona? Yeah, I like the Niners to to, to win that division. I'm going to project that even if I don't have them going far in the playoffs. But the one I've recently made a, a pretty decent-sized bet for me was I'm still able to get the Eagles uh, plus 130, same odds as the Cowboys to win the East. Same odds without lo- with losing Smith, left tackle is going to be a major, major yeah. issue. I actually think... I think I have the Eagles winning two more games, finishing like eleven and six, and the Cowboys nine and eight. It might even be a bigger discrepancy. So division odds, I really like going in on the Eagles now. If you can get plus, yeah, plus money. I like that. And
1: I, I, I know Eagles were for a long time at nine and a half. I wonder if they're up to ten yet. But uh, at the Cowboys, I like the expense. long shots.
2: I don't like tying my money up six months in the where you have to give a vig two for like the over unders. I'm over that. I'm like ah, Lance is fifty to one. I can't help myself. Barkley fifty to one in front of Ted Bell. Um, I got limited betting on him to win the, the rushing title too. And I, man, I, I really like Barkley. Only a, a handful of guys could even, are even capable of winning the rushing title. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, uh, I like the long shots more than I do, like say over-unders.
1: Yeah. So you mentioned the Bucks as a fade. I agree. I mean, the offensive, I always start with the offensive line. It's such a big deal. I mean, you lose your starting center. That's a huge, huge injury. The Cowboys losing Smith is huge. Uh, you could only, all you have to do for like Smith is look at, you know, the games where he missed, you know, where he missed last year. The offense was a shell of itself.
2: Yes, yeah. The on-off the field numbers are, are drastic. I won't bore you, but every stat: the rush to the left, the the passing EPA, all absolutely dramatic. And um, I'm I think they're going to have to rely on uh, their. Um, Pollard more. I'm sorry. They're going to have to rely on Lamb, of course, but Pollard. I mean, I've crept him closer and closer, even one spot ahead, Zeke. I know it seems insane, but I, I just do not want to wash Zeke on my team, and th- that was the final nail for me, the losing the left tackle there. I think that team is going to be in trouble. They're not going to get the interception luck they did last year that helped them lead uh, the entire NFL in scoring. Dak Prescott's awesome, so I just I want a lot of CeeDee Lamb and Tony Pollard and Dalton Schultz. Uh, Because there's no one else. I mean, he's like Noah Brown is going to be the team's number two wide receiver there. And man, Ezekiel Elliott, I know everyone wants to blame the PCL injury, but he was not good the first two weeks of the year. You look at his career touches, it's approaching 2000 now. It's in the red. No, no, no. Thanks for me on Zeke. Yeah, it's not. Sometimes it's not the age, it's the mileage.
1: And that's definitely the case with him. Uh, yeah, it, it, I've seen him, you know, at, at, he's been all over the map in terms of his draft capital, too. You've seen Zeke sometimes go late second round and sometimes in, in leagues with Sharps, he falls to late fourth. Uh, and I still don't want him even there.
2: No, I, yeah, I know. I I don't either. I know Alan will vehemently disagree with me. Yeah. I um I uh, in summer in one draft of ADP was clearly Zeke, and I ended up taking Zeke over Elijah Mitchell, and I regretted it ever since. Lost sleep ever since. Thought it was a definitely a coward move there. And I I want I, that's my only. <laughs> You've got this in your head. Roster. Just calling you a coward like yeah, that. Yeah, well, <laughs> taking a guy like I'm telling you, there's just what what do you think is going to be the winner? What well, the more likelihood of the winner of prime time this year having on their roster? Ezekiel Elliott or Pollard? I mean, is it like nine? What do you think the if you polled that? What do you think the response would be? 95% would say Pollard? See, the thing is, I think
1: Pollard's got some serious uh, potential to be that, oh, what happened? You know, that whole efficiency goes way down once he's the guy. You know, know, kind of similar to like when we've seen top backups get that chance because they're no longer hitting. They're no longer in hitters counts. They're now having to get all those tough between the tackles carries when the defenders are fresh. Um, I, I feel like that, you know, you go back to like Amos Zaraway or something like that, you know, or, Oh, he's finally getting a chance. Oh, we got to put him on the cover, you know, oops, maybe not draft him in the third round. No, I don't think, I think Pollard's going to suffer too. If he ever becomes the full-time guy.
2: Totally fair counter. I'm more down on Zeke than I am on... I actually don't even have Pollard anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I just it's more so me avoiding avoiding Zeke. But that is a fair assessment, especially since I can't have it both ways. I mean, that loss of left tackle may result in more dump-offs to Pollard, but it ain't going to help him run in the football. So it'll hurt him as well.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think so too. Um, Jalen Tolbert, like him at
2: all? I do. It's, uh, you've heard mixed reports, but Gallup's not going to be ready or be even close to 100% anytime soon. James Washington... So there was this report earlier that said uh, that Tolbert's starting, but if you actually read the article, it meant in three wide receiver sets, and Washington was locked in the number two. So I was getting Washington rounds later, but unfortunately, he suffered a season-ending right. injury. And and like I said, Noah Brown is projected to be the number two week one. I think yeah, Tolbert, you got to draft, and he's you know not cheap in NFC NF, leagues. You know, going round ten around there. And I get it. Him and Romeo Dobbs in good situations with Hall of Fame type quarterbacks uh, with very little car- target competition. So Tolbert and Dobbs uh, absolutely have no problem with. Uh, you might have to be patient because even like Justin Jefferson, you know, didn't start his first two years. So just remember that. And leagues like yeah. NFC at least have deep benches. But just have to have some patience with these rookie receivers. But there are a few. I mean, Wandell Robinson. I mean, if my guy Tony can't stay healthy, he might immediately have a big role, too. So. There are quite a few rookie receivers. And then KC, Sky Moore may not have a big role right away, but by the end of the year, he may be the top ranked uh, Chiefs receiver, too. So there's so many interesting rookie wideouts this year.
1: Yeah. And I I love me some Chris Olave. That's my first receiver that I take from this rookie class. Take him over Drake London, take him over uh, Wilson or anybody, you know, and certainly uh, over, uh, well, you know, over pretty much everyone. You know, Pickens is the guy that's got so much helium. I finally got him in a couple drafts, but. I'm not going crazy to go for Pickens because I still think uh, Claypool still exists. I still think he's going to be the guy that is going to have you know benefit a little bit more from some downfield throws too. Even so, I, I think that I'm probably pumping the brakes a little on Pickens.
2: Okay, I'm in on Pickens. I buy the hype there, and I will push back on this one. So I, I love the Drake London actually above Alave. Um, who's reportedly an air to the year, even behind Marquez Calloway? I don't care too much about that. But if Michael Thomas's injury isn't serious, kind of worry about Jarvis Landry. He's just been a target hog his whole career. He's only 29. Yeah. So it's another mouth to feed there. Whereas in Atlanta, suddenly Mariota's looking good downfield, and there is no one there other than Pitts, including no running back on the roster. Now, I don't love Drake London missing time with his injury, but all like the draft knit guys, uh, Sean Siegel's of the world are like in on him big time. So I've really been loving the Drake and moving London up my, my draft board.
1: So I, I go Alave London is my top two. I clearly had a Wilson and Pickens and, and others. Oh, but... Garrett
2: Wilson. What, I mean, what is the upside there behind a worst quarterback position situation in the league, arguably, and behind an alpha Elijah Moore and, and Berrios in, in the, in the slot and Corey Davis gets targets too. I don't get the Garrett, Garrett Wilson one. I don't have as a top like 80 receiver.
1: Yeah, uh, and I get it. I get it there. I mean, there's there's so many things that are pointing wrong for that there. Even in Dynasty, though, I mean, like, those are my top two that I like there. And Dynasty, I mean, it's harder and harder to draft for Dynasty because, you know, it's not like, unlike baseball, where you're kind of guaranteed that time, two, three years down the line is a long time.
2: Lots of changes i know players are moving more and more too i know yeah dynasty is super fun but i love it yeah i know uh, yeah 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 things have I'll, changed wasn't juju the number one dynasty pick two three years ago i mean things yeah, something things like past. that because of yeah. aged
1: a level and all that yeah. sure now i think it's Pitts, but
2: uh oh no argument here sir i moved him above kelsey recently i uh, did you really I, for this year I, for this year because they, i just told myself i would be shocked shocked if kelsey's ranked or Drafted ahead of Pitts next year, so let's just get ahead of the curve here. He's his okay. yards per route run drop without Tariq Hill. You look at his snap percentage in the preseason, if maybe it's nothing, but if it has correlated to regular season in the past, and it looks like a declining player about to turn 33 years old. Uh, they brought in Juju to play the slot, yes, they lost Hill, but. But his production has gone down without Hill, and they brought in other mouths too there. So, I mean, Kyle Pitts is—they the, got Mariota, a quarterback now who attacks a different level of the field. Matt Ryan was fine last year, but he did not throw it downfield. Way better fit for Pitts now. I do worry about a rookie quarterback in the fantasy playoffs, but this is one of seven players in NFL history to record a thousand yards before 22, and he's the first tight end. He doesn't even play tight end. You look at all the nerd stats—the yards per out run, wheels up on Pitts. Let's just do it. I I couldn't couldn't live with myself drafting Travis Kelsey over Pitts. Interesting. So
1: I, I'm doing the prime time on Saturday. I've got the three slot, which means I had the 22 and the 34 also. I don't think Pitts gets the 34. Would you plunk plunk down for him at 22?
2: Yeah, you're right. He He's not, it looks like. I always look up the last two two days of ADP on that. And yeah, yeah. he's uh, going 28-ish. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I would consider it strongly. Absolutely. I love Mark Andrews too. Um, I would consider it strongly because you're not getting them. And, and you're probably behind all these these running backs. I like, I really love getting two of these running backs and they might all be gone by then. So I absolutely would turn to Pitts over. I mean, I love Michael Pittman and these other guys, DJ Moore, AJ Brown, but Pitts plays tight end, you know, I mean, they're like comparable. So yeah, I could see it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I want to talk more draft philosophy with you because I mean, I think that's where you've, you know, you've made a big market, especially in the baseball world. I want to talk about it from a football perspective too. Uh, First, before we do that though, let's hear from one of our sponsors, Dynasty, do you love, this is from our friends at Dynasty Owner, do you love fantasy sports? Are you ready for a new challenge this year? Dynasty Owner is the new way to play fantasy football with real NFL salaries, adding the strategy of running an actual franchise. Dynasty Owner provides a unique and challenging experience that will test your skills as an owner and general manager. You will have complete control over your team's future. You can build through the draft, make trades, sign free agents, and manage your team's salary cap. Can you create a Dynasty of Champions? Sign up now at DynastyOwner.com and use promo code ROTO5. That's R-O-T-O-5 to receive $5 off any new team. I'm here with Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Fantasy Sports. Dalton, last year you shook up the world. Took Your pitcher-heavy strategy in fantasy baseball worked big time uh, and to the point where teams this year in the main event were like, oh, if you're in in the Dalton League, I better start pushing up my pitchers. Any league that you're in, people would admit it. They would go with more pitchers early on. Do you have a similar philosophy with fantasy football drafts?
2: First of all, I'd love to say I am ha- uh, I did not have the same success in baseball this year. The closers have been a big, big mistake going oh, yeah. even in DCs, for sure, without question. I can admit that here without any hesitation. Um, although I'm winning the biggest uh, amount in the, uh, this DC, Mike, the mouth DC league right now battling for first. So I'm simultaneously having both the best fantasy baseball year of my career and the worst. Certainly most disappointing. <laughs> Cause it's really, it's yeah. If I was just one league to win, at least I'm doing the right one now, but uh man, I have McClanahan, Kopech, and gonsolin uh all, all oh, three losses there week. this past week yeah so oh. sorry i do not have a great uh a hot take for for like some strategy in fantasy football i was trying to veer away from don't be too rigid with taking running backs early, but I've been finding myself really my best, the, the builds I like the most are coming away with two of these like eight or nine backs that, that catch passes and then attacking the receiver position. So yeah, I don't have anything great other than I'm, I really am believing more and more. I know this is so lame, but the dead zone truly avoid it, man, just get one of those 10 and then really like really avoid it. Um, I mean, I could talk myself into Elijah Mitchell and Damian Pierce, even as we have this conversation, but I I do I want to hammer home. It's called that and considered that for a reason. Someone even tweeted a good distribution of running back percentage, and it really don't just roll your eyes when people say the dead zone. It, it really is a cliche. Define that for, a for a us a little bit more. What is the just dead zone to you? Basically, rounds three through eight, running backs, all all running backs. You can talk yourself into the right situation, but very very few of them turn into the three down back that's worth that capital, especially compared to all the receivers that go during that round. That's vaguely how I would describe it. Okay, so I, I'm at the horns of a dilemma then because I don't really want Christian
1: McCaffrey as one of my top. I mean, at the beginning of the draft, I love Justin Jefferson at three. I love, love, love Jeff- Justin Jefferson this year. I've had him. I'll take him two even sometimes because I'm not taking McCaffrey. But if I get Taylor at one or two, great. Uh, but I have a hard time pushing up the next running back. Be it wh- whichever one you want to push up, whether it's Cook or Eckler or or anyone else, Harris or Barkley. I'm just not. I'd rather take the receiver there, but the problem is then I'm only going to get one running back probably.
2: So I just share the same dilemma on a primetime Friday. I have the fourth pick and I'm like, okay, oh, I'm going to build my team around cup, I guess. Cause I, 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 I mean, I would happily take Justin Jefferson too. I hit most receiving yards in NFL history for the first two seasons. Didn't start the first three games. Uh, I bet on him offensive player of the year. I yeah, love him in the new situation in Minnesota, but cup, um, yeah, I agree. There's no running back after Taylor McCaffrey. I, I would take McCaffrey there and just just risk it uh, if he if he were there. But there's no other running back I want to push up. And here's the double problem I have with it right now. While I do kind of like Leonard Fournette, you know, playing every snap in the preseason and Brady just targets his running backs unlike any other QB. I could see him, but if he's gone, there might be or and even he's questionable. Um, there's no running back either in round two that I like. That is the problem, not just going cup. This is gonna have to be an entirely different build. So hello hello, maybe dead zone or wait even longer. So I don't know, but I'm going to attempt this myself with this similar. Cause I agree with you. I don't, I don't think Eckler over cup is the right move. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to experiment with it. And maybe the answer is we should avoid pick three and four and just try to get one or two <laughs> and then go from the back down. Cause that's the more I thought about it when I got that draft draft choice uh, this morning, I'm like, maybe, maybe oops. How do you
1: like Williams in the second round? If he gets to you,
2: yeah, he's one of those guys that I would would trust. I mean, uh, you don't love the Melvin Gordon there, but I mean, he'd be the third overall pick without Gordon, and he still will get enough targets. And in that mm-hmm. situation with Russell Wilson, and he, and and how I look at it, I, someone someone framed it so well that like Melvin Gordon, his new employer, you know, asked him to take a six million. It went from eight and a half million to two million this year. Would you expect to have the same role if your employer cut your off? You know, so so no, you wouldn't. So no. I, and, I, I'm in on Javante. Yeah, and even Gordon himself said, you know, I'm, he's not the starter.
1: You know, he acknowledges that. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's it's a very interesting
2: spot because then what are your I mean, thoughts on Fournette? I mean, led the league in high value touches last year, even more per game than McCaffrey. I mean, Brady, literally the highest target percentage to running backs, But, you know, so out of shape, all those injuries. He's never I don't know he's ever played a full season. He's 27 years old. All those injuries on the offensive line. Brady's 45. I, I could see both ways here. Yeah, it, this
1: I, I feel like I should be queuing up our buddy Scott Pianowski and saying regress to what? Because there is regression of some sort coming up here, I feel like. Uh, I, I, I'd almost prefer James Conner over over Fournette, especially when you account for price. Um, I'm I'm fine gonna say with,
2: Connor, You might even get him in round three in your spot.
1: Three or even four. You know, that, that's the thing. I mean, ADP right now in the prime time only drafts is 39, which is exactly 4.3. So hmm. a range of 31 to 46, though. So he's all over the place. Um, yeah. So that is a possibility. Especially if I get like if I go Jefferson Pitts. Um, uh, which I might, or if I go Jefferson and you know, you know if I don't get Williams in the second round, it's it Jefferson Pitts. I mean Jefferson Kelsey. You know that that's the sort of range you're looking at here, or Jefferson AJ Brown, something of that nature. There, I yeah, because you used
2: to get Kamara, you know, late, but they're all gone. Aaron Jones, Chimera, um Yeah, I mean, if you don't like Fournette, which I can certainly understand. You're you're pivoting away from running back with your first two picks.
1: And remember, it's third round reversal. So you're not getting that two, three turn. It's three, four turn is what you're looking at then all of a sudden. Um, so ETN's off the table then. Uh then you're you're looking at Nick Nick Chubb is sitting at 34, by the way. That is it's I know he doesn't catch passes, but I mean, the elusiveness
2: is still there. I mean, he's a good back,
1: he just well, doesn't catch a lot of passes. That's the only mm-hmm. I
2: mean. He's a great back with a great offensive line. And think of it this way. I mean, Deshaun Watson could be his quarterback during the fantasy playoffs. I mean, yeah, suddenly they go from a bad offense to a, a good one. I mean, that's just something to factor in. I don't have any uh, any much of Nick Chubb on my fantasy teams, but I totally agree that the, the ADP keeps falling to a point where he's going to become a value. I don't get Kareem Hunt in the eighth round, personally. He didn't do that much the couple games. Chubb maybe he had one good game, but there's also this impressive Jerome Ford there. Um, and the third back, uh, Dearness, Dearness Johnson's good. Yeah. Yep. With, with the first 11, we- conversely, the first 11 weeks do have a uh, QB too. So I don't like the upside or the floor is, is hunt in an eighth. plus round this pick, injury. Like, I mean, I think it's the yeah. type of injury that comes back. Uh, he asked for I, like a pay raise and they said, and they laughed at him. Maybe everyone was just yeah. banking on a trade that is drafting him in the eighth round, but that's one of the curious ones for me. I don't, I, every time hunt goes in the eighth round, I'm always raising my eyebrow.
1: Jason raises a good question too. How good is Watson going to be when he comes back? It's been almost two full seasons since he's played a game. It's a good
2: point. Uh, I will say, I mean, I, I, J- Watson's disgusting um, for sure. The last time we saw him on the field, though, he was like the best player in football. Had eight, led the league in eight point nine YPA without yeah. DeAndre Hop- without DeAndre Hopkins, and like right. Bill O'Brien calling plays. So, I mean, he was so it's so a fair good. counter. But yeah. two years is a long time, and he's in a different spot. Like Baker Mayfield had to play 33 percent of his games in what Yahoo just uh, labeled windy conditions. I mean, Cleveland's a, a rough, not an ideal spot, and it's not like uh, Cooper's that great of a one. So, I mean, that, that's a fair question. Anyone misses two full years of, of the NFL, very rarely do they come back and play the way they did before. I'm pretty sure
1: Watson played one of those win games uh, in Cleveland uh, back when he was, you know, mm-hmm. and, and when, back when he last played uh and it was it was like one of the extreme win games if i recall remember there was two of them uh in, in the 2020 season uh and yeah i'm pretty sure the texans were one of them and it was just a hideous game <laughs> and now i gotta yeah, pull out I, the game log I, I mean it's a long time
2: off there's no question about that i mean it really it really is i mean i've had people bring it up i'm really high on saquon barkley and he's missed you know basically two full years and that's a long time too but um guys pretty much in their prime and and whatnot i expect him to bounce back
1: so he uh, they did play at cleveland in 2020 by the way he went 20 for 30 163 in a touchdown uh eight for 36 on the ground so yes it was a low scoring game i remember that game it was one of those huge fantasy disappointment games if i recall correctly but you're right watson does have like ridiculously high upside barkley has ridiculously high upside and the floor is the floor is the ocean uh so i mean it can go either way
2: yeah, we, <laughs> Barkley. I just like the upgraded offensive line. It's been a top 10 pick. I'd like it better if Tony stayed healthy and their offense could move. But I like the upgraded coaching with Brian Dable taking over. I, I like that Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell are the backups on this team. I mean, is anyone just going to be relied upon more? Wandale yeah. Robinson
1: carrying the ball. That's my you know, prediction. You but...
2: might need to a little deeper, actually Dude, had, Barkley had 2,000 yards as a rookie. He's mm-hmm. one year older than Najee Harris. He's still 20. I believe six of the – each of the last RB1s have been 25 years or younger, six, six straight years. McCaffrey's like 26, by the way. Barkley's still 25 years old. Um, yeah, pretty risky for the injuries. But last year, that was a fluke. Everyone like talks about his like poor metrics last year. He couldn't break a tackle. It's true because he suffered this injury while recovering from a torn ACL. This fluke after the whistle, sprained ankle, he played through the whole – Second That's half. Right. I'd love to. See, hopefully, he can stay healthy. But I, I understand that fantasy managers have been burned. But um, if people are talking CMC pick number one, I don't get why the same argument should should be the same for a younger uh, Saquon Barkley.
1: What if you're telling people not to take him one point one like I am? That then I think it's a little no, bit no. There's no argument yeah, there. Yeah. I, I I've yeah, said
2: yeah, yeah. no, no. I've. For sure. There's, I, I do not have a strong take on that. Either way, if, you, if you're in your home league, for sure. Also, Taylor's way safer th- than McCaffrey. I mean, yeah. far, Taylor hasn't missed a practice dating back to high school, he claims. And and so, yeah, I think, I mean, I'm not trying to be a doctor here. And I get that McCaffrey has a, a bull case that it's nothing lasting. And they've all been kind of random. And he's worked more into yoga and whatnot. But but I would not fault someone to be like, no, no, no. You, you should absolutely be drafting Jonathan Taylor with your first pick. I mean, I get it. Right. And by the way, I mean, you're right to point out the hypocrisy there that, I mean, CMC is not getting
1: the haircut that Barkley is. and I got Barkley at 22 in one league. Uh, It's like, okay, well, fine, I'll take that discount. That's where I'll take him. You know, it it, now there's a huge, huge, huge asterisk point of that. And that is it was a 14 teamer in a super flex league. So it's a little bit different. But nonetheless, I mean, I need I need a discount. I need that pretty significant discount there. Then I'll take it. Then, Then there's a lot of upside there.
2: Uh, Kamara or Barkley? Who do you have? Uh, Bar- Barkley for me. But I have these guys both ranked inside my top five? I mean, you're gonna be surprised. I have them both in my top five. I I'll five, take them both running backs Paris or Henry. top five overall. Um, okay, running backs. Sorry, okay. yeah. I'll take the two receivers. There. I was just going to
1: ask you: Is that a pivot for you at number four? If you know, is that? No, is that no, a no, yeah. You're right. No.
2: Sorry, my bad. Top No, no. It's not,
1: I'm, I'm just wondering, like, just curious to see if that's maybe a possibility there. So,
2: yeah, no, uh, I'm still in on my, on Camara. I know some concerned that Winston's oh, like he targeted him that one game, kind of skewed the numbers, and historically has not targeted running backs nearly the same rate that Breeze did. But and that Trevor Penny and their rookie left tackle taking over for Armstead went down. Don't yeah, love that, but that was a but bad the more. One more I looked into New Orleans they're still pretty strong on both sides of the ball and Winston was like shockingly fourth in EPA per pass last year and they um they have Alave you said Michael Thomas um and Landry uh so I could have a pretty good well. schedule for that yeah so I could too. see them actually being pretty good and there's no other running I mean 32 year old Mark Ingram who I guess he's been getting more more work than I than I give him credit for but I I could just see Camara getting all the touches there and, and t- turning he was like one year away from scoring 15 plus touchdowns
1: yeah Uh, I'm from, you know, Jason says he's all in on Camara from understand his court case has been pushed back. I don't think that's That's official, but yeah, I think that's the the gist of it. The thing that was tiny, tiny concern for me was that that preseason game. I hope it's not a harbinger for the future, but Ingram got the goal line carries in both instances there. And we have seen that movie before it had that has a, that is a dynamic that's existed before too.
2: I undersold I'm Sorry, sixteen rushing. So he's one season removed from scoring twenty-one touchdowns. Alvin Kamara. So he's pretty good at finding in a no. Oh, for I the think he's zones. great. But yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Maybe I'm underrating Mark Ingram. It's reportedly looked good, and he's been an issue in the past. But again, th- he's thirty-two, not thirty. So yeah. I think that's what I'm banking on.
1: Ingram's kind of there, like to absorb the pounding, so that Kamara doesn't have to. That's the that's the threat Fair. factor. There is yeah. the way totally. I look at it. There. Yeah. Uh, we got one more piece of business to attend to. We'll keep on talking with Dalton after that. Daily fancy football fans, your dreams are about to come true. Time of the same old player drafts and salary caps. Sick of losing to the Sharks and their little spreadsheets. Fed up, always playing against the house? Well, the solution is here. Hall of Famer Daily Fancy Sports. That's H-O-F-R for Hall of Famer. On Hall of Famer, contests are always on your terms. Only fans create the contest and write the questions on Hall of Famer. Not only that, but they set the terms too, including the entry fee, number of prizes, players, and more. With over 12 different simple multiple-choice gameplays, every fan can play and win their own way. So let your sports imagination run wild and rake in some serious dough in the process. Play for as low as $1 and bank up to a $50 bonus with your first deposit. Plus, earn $10 with every friend you refer. Make your name known in the fantasy sports world on the largest growing peer-to-peer sports marketplace. Download Hall of Famer. Again, that's H-O-F-R. Today, it's the most versatile way to play. I'm Jeff Erickson here with Dalton Del Don. We're talking about some of our outlooks for uh, this season, our draft strategies. So, when in the leagues where you're not getting Trey Lance, there's another uh, ADP setter there with you. What are you? What are you doing at quarterback?
2: I am attacking that mid-rounds, coming away with a rushing quarterback. Hurts is my other guy, big time, absolutely mm-hmm. love him. I just think there is another level. People are underrating that he's played injured back-to-back seasons over the final year. Now, maybe that means he's going to always suffer some injury that's going to limit True. his uh, ability, but I kind of look at it optimistically and say that you're, you were looking at a lesser version of himself, and now A.J. Brown, too, so I, I love him, but, man, quarterback does, does remain deep. Uh, a couple other guys are Justin Fields again, the cheat code with the rushing, but I've been moving up Trevor Lawrence into this, the, the tier, even the same tier as like cousins, Prescott Rogers, uh, Derek Carr right there. I've, I'd rather Trevor Lawrence and Derek Carr. He can run the more I look into last year. Um, it's easy to say, well, they're going to get a coaching upgrade addition by subtraction, but he ranked like third in success rate and sixth in YPA on first downs in the first half. So, I mean, it could be a dramatic improvement. He threw 25% of his passes last year to Laquan Treadwell, and, and who else was it? Um, uh, who's that the guy on? the Oh, sorry, uh, LaVisca Chennault. So, yeah, I'm, right. I'm big Grant on Grant, and you know, then
1: Grant got hurt. I mean, they, I mean, they were really digging the bottom of the barrel there trying to find receivers, especially after Chark got hurt. You're right, and now he's got a new crew in there. Uh, it's not just Kirk, but it's also Zay Jones, too. Uh, I like, by the way, I like Christian Kirk a lot. He's,
2: I love him too. I yes. land on no, him frequently no. in drafts. You look at his splits without uh, Hopkins in Arizona, they're enticing. They would never move the receivers around. So they paid him like a top five uh, wide receiver. So I really, really like him. He's been targeted like crazy in the preseason. So yeah, I mean, Lawrence was like this generational prospect who, who again, he can run to r- improve their receiving core. Totally like Kirk. So um, yeah, I'm, 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 I I'm, like him as a target.
1: Yeah, real full offseason. season. I, I agree. There's a lot to like. Uh, and. He's still really affordable. I mean, that's the thing. You haven't seen too much helium with him. I wonder if that's going to be true uh, this weekend in primetimes. You know, some, someone has to be on him as a get your guys sort of thing. But currently, he's QB 16 and 14 primetime drafts so far. Uh, behind Cousins, who we both kind of like also. Although, you know, Cousins, you're getting zero scrambling. You're getting, zero, you know, you realize that. But he's behind Carr, uh, ahead of Tua, ahead of Fields. Do you like Tua or Fields at all?
2: I do like Fields. I mean, it's so ugly offensive line and the, and the, the, the situation there outdoors. I mean, they never had a 4,000-yard passer, but because of his running ability, absolutely, I have him ranked back-to-back with Lawrence. I think both those guys are in that, like I said, that same tier. Just wait to whomever falls later. Stafford had be coming at a discount because of the injury concerns, even though he dealt mm-hmm. with the same exact issue last year. But, but, yeah, I really think that strongly that Fields and Lawrence should be in the same tier as guys like Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers, uh, I mean, dare I say Tom Brady at age 45, right around there. And even Daniel Jones, who goes far cheaper, he runs too, uh, quite late. Other guys who run, you can get even later just to, to really hammer home how how deep quarterback is and you should be playing super flex. Not only Daniel Jones, but I'm telling you, Marcus Mariota is going to be yes, a top 15 yes. fantasy QB when he plays. Indoors with those two weapons, uh, you know, uh, no running back at all there. So, and, I, and he runs and he's 7.5 career YPA and he's looked better since he's, since he's got benched. So I think you're going to deal with him probably not for you in the most important fantasy playoffs, but I think Mariota is another sleeper, just totally free in fantasy drafts is going to be, uh, like I said, on a per game basis, top 15 fantasy QB.
1: Yeah. And the thing about, I, I, I'm glad you brought Mariota up too, because, you know, I, I think I want to see him get a real chance.
2: Uh, I, you know, he hasn't had one. He's had a Jeff Fisher chance, and then he's been a, a you know a. That's right. I never bring up the Fisher thing when I when I bring in the Mariota argument. Why don't I lead with that? Good call. You
1: know? Yeah, I mean, he he, he never got good. a real chance. So I want to see that. I want to see him get a uh, that 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 can't bounce a little bit there. Um, even like the Pittsburgh quarterbacks have some upside in there too. Uh, eventually there, but I mean it. I I don't I know I, we saw Pickett scrambling a little bit in the bowl game. We are not in the bowl game, but the ACC championship game. I could see him getting a little scramble ability even in Pittsburgh and he won't play right away probably. I think it will be uh, Mitch that starts, but I think that Pickett will play ultimately.
2: Yeah, I think I fell for some beat writers that had like an axe ground against Pickett and I buried him. But he's really impressed the last couple of games, small hands yeah. and all. Um, yeah. Trubisky for fantasy, at least he like runs a little. So like if you're in a super deep, uh, super flex league, he'll be viable early on, uh, especially if George Pickens is a kingmaker, which it looks like he might be the real deal. But um, yeah, that QB situation there, I, I would say I would, I would instead of like Pickett, I mean, I'm, I'm far more interested, even though he's further out is Malik Willis. I think he's immediately going to be a QB one top 12 fantasy QB when he gets an option. And I know the Titans uh, were the one seed last year, but it would not, I projected them to go from first to worst. So I would not be surprised if there's some Willis action too. And man, he looked impressive and he's going to run like crazy.
1: Yeah, Willis's results in the preseason were all over the map. He showed the upside there. He also showed uh, how raw he is too. Um, and so yeah. that's the thing that I worry about a little bit with him. Hey,
2: as a Niners fan, I'm I'm very grateful the Seahawks kept passing on him. I get that he didn't he's not ready now, but um, sure. I see there's potential there.
1: Yeah. Well, I almost feel like the Seahawks are playing for the 2023 draft, but we'll see about that. Right. Even though they it's deny that it. they are, and they've got uh, Pete Carroll with his one last hurrah, I guess. But uh, I, I think we'll see a new coach and an early draft pick for Seattle next year.
2: I'm with you on Penny, by the way, man. Top fantasy back, final six weeks down the stretch last year. Uh, I mean, Walker's who knows, is the most vague timetable of all all time. Uh, I get it's not the most ideal situation. Penny, injury prone, doesn't catch the ball a lot. But the guy was so, so good. He could overcome his situation. I mean, you look at all the stats, you know, rush yards over expectation. He led the NFL last year. So I'm with you on Penny as a especially he's not even getting drafted as a very rarely does a back have be the, the best fantasy back the final six weeks and then not get drafted as a top 25 back the following year yeah Unheard of. Uh, I, I agree
1: um it is his last year in Seattle most likely uh but that also only that almost in a way pushes him
2: getting more work because they don't care they're not trying to preserve him Carroll's never cared about draft capital either he's always p- cared more about um seniority and veterans yeah. anyway
1: that's true. That's true. So you mentioned Debo is a bit of a fade for you. Is there any other like top three round fades that you have?
2: Oh, uh, let's go. What fades do we, should we talk about? All right. Let's bring up my bus. I got one for every team here. So yeah, I didn't really James. So you like Connor. I'm a little bit worried about uh, about Connor and this is litany of health. And, and when he did once before he um, Chase Edmonds got hurt last year, His receptions were way, way down. I think, you know, Benjamin and Mm Daryl Williams might take over that role. So I'm a bit of concern about James Conner, who falls right in that dead zone. I could name a few more of the David Montgomery. He's a full-on dead zone guy. You're right. Um, I know the the touchdowns are there, and he walks into into double-digit scores in Arizona very, very
1: possible. The thing about Conner to me is, originally, he was at the end of the second, beginning of the third round. He was getting drafted prior to the dead zone. I think that the only thing that's changed since then is the price. I don't think anything's changed in his situation. I I mean Benjamin's looked good, sure, but Benjamin's always been there. Darrell Williams is he's just a guy. Uh, he doesn't scare me at all. Uh, and in fact, they're not gonna have a D hop for the first six weeks of the season, which means I think you're gonna get a lot of usage out of Connor, especially. If you want to if you want to plan for the fancy playoffs and you want to make that your argument, I can get on board with that a little bit more. That you know you're going to get a lot of front-loaded production out of Connor. Maybe you want a little bit more back-loaded instead.
2: You know, I just talked about a player that's kind of a hot takey with Matt Harmon on the Yahoo Pod earlier this morning. So I'll, I'll tell you who I'm actually moving down. I don't know about bust, but um, and I was guilty to drafting him in the early second round at times. It's Mike Evans. I'm actually uh, lowering on my draft board. Uh, okay. the More I I think about it. They just got. I get the no Gronkowski there. But, man, they brought in Russell Gage, and and maybe I was too quick to write off Julio Jones. I think he really might play the role of Gronk. There's been positive news on Godwin, whereas Evans suffered a hamstring injury that he's missed multiple weeks. Um, He had a 16% target share last year, including the playoffs. I get he's a great touchdown catcher, and the touchdowns will be there, but 16% target share is like, that's not even top 75 wide receivers, the yards per route run and targets per route run have declined three straight seasons. Harmer Harmon pointed out, you know, he was competing with Antonio Brown and a healthy Chris Godwin last year, but man, there's a 45 year old Brady with a banged up offensive line competing with Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Godwin and again, target share that wasn't top seventy-five last year, uh, ninth year in the league. Uh, again, if you can tell I like guys ascending more than I do descending. So, sure. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump brakes on Mike Evans, who has definitely got helium in the beginning of the summer. That at one point looked like you know he hit the 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 lottery with the things were falling. But I'm gonna actually go a three sixty on him.
1: Mike Evans
2: or Keenan Allen, next guy in a ADP on uh, on there. So funny. You have two guys that I'm so, so down on Keenan yeah. Allen. I have outside the top 20 His his splits with, with Josh Palmer. were not good. And he's dropped right. his yard about run for six straight years. So True. I have, uh, I have Evans ahead of Keenan Allen though, but neither will be on my, any fantasy teams this weekend.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. Good stuff there. Um, so you've got a big draft this weekend. Got any, other, how many big drafts do you have left?
2: Oh, I have a few more. Yeah. I'm in far too many. It's so fun yep. drafting these and football is so easy too. the maintenance is not like, uh, like baseball, uh, the pain right. is not there, the fab. So I have a few, a few more and, um, yeah, I, I can't get enough of the, the rotowire OCs. Vlad, my wife is not a big fan of Vlad. He, uh, <laughs> <does>. <laughs> he gets me to He's pushing to, me to get jumping into the silver night. bullet. I haven't done that one yet. Uh, yeah. 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 Single entry is nice, but, um, yeah, I'm in far too many leagues, far too much. Uh, Uh, Trey Lance above me here. Uh, he's my guy now. Jimmy G is gonna resign and and be starting by week. Except your
1: wife's a fantasy player and sports fan too, though. So there's a bit of understanding there. It has to be.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Now she's following Vlad. That's how she knows. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. No, she's absolutely. I'm lucky to have that. She helps me out on on Sundays too. But she, yeah, we're doing a. Um. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. No. She 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 follows follows that. Yeah, man. I had that's why I had to to keep her. I had to marry her. Someone who is. into sports. It would not work otherwise because I'm an insane, sane person who's a little too consumed by them.
1: Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. You, you have a, a a child who is now a a world-class runner already. Uh, You're getting tips from Andy Barons on how to uh,
2: nurture that. Cross country starts Saturday. I'm oh, sorry, a week from Saturday. Very excited for that. My daughter, we pushed her into doing it last year, and she like seven different schools would show up to be 40 girls. And I thought I had an inkling that she was fast from playing indoor soccer, but she ended up winning all seven of her oh races and handle sometimes handily by like 30 plus seconds. She beat the boys. Um, trust me, she did not get this from me the, to be clear. Um, uh, don't tell my brother-in-law, he was pretty good at track, but yeah, so we'll see how she goes. The age level is going to be different. She's racing against girls above her now. And she has all this pressure. I feel bad for her. I'm just like, no, don't worry. You don't need to win every single race. Just most of them. No, but, um, we'll, we'll see how that, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Honestly, I get more nervous for those, uh, than I do most sporting events, unless they're, uh, $6 million with me and list only 22 other people involved in a survivor league. Uh, Yeah. My, my daughter, which you can relate to better than, than anyone um, with your, your soccer prowess and everything, man. I love my favorite part of Facebook these days is just seeing your pictures. Uh, So I I look forward to that when I, when, you know, I look forward to that stage of my life down the road. Oh,
1: yeah. It's going to be great. I mean, we just did college trips with my older daughter. She she's athletic, but not the, I went to Cal
2: Poly. Yeah. You visited Cal Poly. I went there for first. You went to slow. Okay, cool. Yeah,
1: Very cool. It's a beautiful campus. I love that campus. I didn't know you went there. That's cool. Yeah, ended yeah.
2: up at Chico, but yeah, started out at slow, farming uh, ag, a lot of ag guys there, but yeah, okay. yeah. Where where have you made a decision yet? I missed that if you did.
1: No, no, no. We're we're Down still the road, in the yeah. er, like application process and getting getting the uh, the common app done. You know, it's done differently than when we were applying. At least when I was applying to schools, there was no such thing as a common app, you know, and now we're learning that and the UC schools do one thing, other place, private schools do others. You know, enjoyed uh going up to Santa Clara. I was gonna uh, say could,
2: oh so I, was gonna, I was gonna say sorry to interrupt you, but we could tie back Vlad, Santa Cruz, right? The banana slugs. Did yeah, you that was no, good no, too. No. Yeah, that's close um, to my high school Santa Cruz area. It's pretty cool, pretty definitely different, but I love it. Yeah. Jay asked about
1: uh the Rotowire app. Just hit up our support people, support at rotowire.com, email them. They'll be able to get you uh going on any which way on that one there. Um got requests to share draft boards. Dalton, I know you got the big prime time this weekend. I've got one. I will definitely tweet it out, uh, but only I won't. I'll crop off the names. Uh, I'll, I'll share mine, but I don't feel comfortable like showing other people's you know t- names on that. But you can see how we draft, and I know Dalton is very open about how he drafts as well. So you can follow him at Twitter on Twitter at Dalton Del Don, uh, at me at Jeff underscore Erickson. Dalton, good luck in your drafts this week. And this hour flew by. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today.
2: Thanks for having me, Jeff. Uh, had fun talking some football with you, man. Appreciate right. it, man. It's, uh, it's been a long time. I started with you guys in 2006. I didn't circle back there, but I appreciate everyone at RotoWire. And anytime.
1: All right, awesome. Don't build everybody. Uh, we will circle back together with Dalton often. He's he's a fantastic guest and great writer. Check out his work. Coming up, uh, we got more podcasts every single day here on RotoWire. Please uh, just click that like button. You can follow us along. Thanks for listening. Take care.